Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Hi there, this is Digabit number four for our study of persecution in the hour has come. We're going to begin and end in Hebrews chapter 13 this time. And we're going to be talking about how that we can make our leaders by our complaining have grief as they try to lead us, talking particularly right now about the elders in the church, or we can bring them joy because we are joyful subjects. We are willing followers. And here are the words of the Hebrews writer in chapter 13. I'm going to start with verse 15. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. Think about how that feels for our elders to hear us giving praise to God for our situation continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks or our lips making confession to his name. But to do good and to communicate, forget not, for with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Now, in that context of obedient, sacrificial, joy, communication, and doing good, Here's the verse, obey them who have the rule over you and submit yourselves for they watch for your souls as they that must give account that they may do it with joy and not with grief for that is not profitable for you. Pray for us, the Hebrews writer said, pray for us for we trust we have a good conscience in all things desiring to live honestly. In that context, I'm just going to read for you the instances of persecution in the life of Moses with no comment, with no even verse citation. But I'm going to read to you the instances of persecution in the passages that we had in our lesson. And as I'm reading, think about how the people around him, including Pharaoh and the Egyptians, but especially the his own people, the children of Israel, think about if they were bringing him as a leader, grief or joy. And Pharaoh said, who is this Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I don't know the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. Get you to your burdens. You shall no more give the people straw to make brick. Let them go and gather straw for themselves. The officers of the children of Israel were beaten and asked, Why have you not filled your task in making brick both yesterday and today? And the officers of the children of Israel did see that they were set on mischief. You shall not diminish anything from your bricks of your daily task. And they met Moses and Aaron, who stood in the way as they came forth from Pharaoh. And they said, The Lord look upon you and judge, because you have made our savor to be abhorred in the eyes of Pharaoh. But the Egyptians pursued after them all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army and overtook them in camping by the sea 
beside Pihahiroth before Baal-Zephon. And they said to Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore have you dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? And the people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? And the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. Then said the Lord, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people will go out and gather a certain rate every day that I may test them, whether they're walking in my way or not. Wherefore? The people did chide with Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. And Moses said, Why are you striving with me? Why are you tempting the Lord? Moses, in naming one of his children, said, I have been an alien in a strange land. The name of the other child was Eliezer, for the God of my father said he was my help. And he delivered me from the very sword of Pharaoh. Moses' father-in-law saw him, and he said, Why are you sitting yourself alone? And all the people are standing by you from morning till evening. This thing is too heavy for you. And then we're going to turn over to chapter 32. Those were the passages between chapter 5 and chapter 20. And then we're going to ch- turn over to chapter 32. And the Lord said to Moses, Go! Get you down, for the people that you brought out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. And Moses said to Aaron, What did this people do to you, that you have brought so great a sin upon them? And Aaron said, Let not the anger of my Lord wax hot. You know the people. They're set on mischief. For they just said to me, Make us gods, which shall go before us. For as for this Moses... The man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what is become of him. Then we'll skip over to the book of Numbers. Just think in your mind now. This is Moses, the meekest man in all the earth, led to bring the children of Israel to the promised land. And he's hearing these voices from all directions. And now we are in Numbers chapter 11. And when the people complained, it displeased the Lord. And the people cried unto Moses. Israel also wept again and said, Who shall give us flesh to eat? Then Moses heard the people weep throughout their families. And he asked God, When should I have flesh to give to all this people? For they weep unto me, saying, Give us flesh that we may eat. And Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of Moses, one of his young men, answered and said, My Lord, Moses, forbid them. This is when there were two men in the camp, and they were prophesying. And Joshua then complains to Moses about them. And Moses said, Are you envying for my sake? I wish all the people were prophets so that the Lord's Spirit would be upon all of them. That's at the bottom of Numbers chapter 11. And then in chapter 12, it got very close to home. And Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Cushite woman whom he had married. 
for he had married an Ethiopian woman. And all the elders and all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron. And the whole congregation said, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would God we had died here in this wilderness? They said one to another, Let's make a captain and let's return to Egypt. And here then Joshua and Caleb began talking to the children of Israel. But all the congregation wanted to stone them with stones. Moses said, Wherefore now do you transgress the commandment of the Lord, but it shall not prosper? But the people of Israel presumed to go up to the hilltop. Nevertheless, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord and Moses did not depart out of the camp. That's when the people just presumed to do their own thing, even though God, God had said, you're not going to go. Chapter 16, they rose up before Moses, men of renown, people famous in the congregation, and they gathered themselves together against Moses and against Aaron and said to them, you are taking too much upon you, seeing all the congregation is holy, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Wherefore then do you lift up yourselves above the congregation of the Lord? Does that sound familiar in some congregations about how some people view the eldership today? And Moses sent to call Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, which said, We will not come up. Is it a small thing that you brought us up out of this land that flows with milk and honey to kill us in the wilderness? Except you make yourself a prince over us? That is... If you can't be our prince, then you just don't even want us to live, Moses. And they were so envious. But on the morrow, all the congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron, saying, You have killed the people of the Lord. Those are just some select chapters from the life of Moses. And as we read those, I mean, it just becomes crystal clear in my mind that Moses had a lot of persecution from every side. There were many times that God even gave him a chance to throw in the towel. Not many, but I remember, you know, when he came down from the mountain, God said, just let me make a nation out of you. I'm going to destroy these people. And it would have been a temptation for me to say, oh, Lord, you're going to make a nation nation out of me? You're going to let me be the leader of this nation, that would have been a temptation for me. Oh, yeah, the Mosesites or the Kaliites. That would have been, you know, that would have been a great, a great prideful temptation, I think. But Moses didn't do that. So he had all of this um, criticism coming from outside, from Pharaoh and from the taskmasters in Egypt even from enemies of the people of Israel. But his biggest enemy, his biggest discouragement was his own congregation of people. And isn't it that way sometimes today when the biggest discouragement of elderships come from within the, uh, their own congregations, the people who should be thanking them for the service that they are giving? So we're going to close with Hebrews chapter 13 again. And we'll just go to verse 17 this time, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. We'll just read it one more time for emphasis. 
It says there, obey them who have the rule over you and submit yourselves for they are watching for your souls as those who must give account for your souls that they might do it with joy and not with grief for that is unprofitable for you. It makes better sense for us. It's a blessing for us if those who are leading us can do it with joy and with our support, with our prayers. I would just challenge you to, you know, even speak to your husbands who are leading the public prayers and say, don't forget, don't forget to pray for our leaders. Don't forget to encourage our leaders by praying for them because they will be able to benefit you to a far greater degree if they are serving with joy and not with grief. Just in this chapter about persecution, I wanted us to remember our leadership and be sure that we are not grieving them, that we are not in any way persecuting them, in any way excluding them from our circle of love and prayer and fellowship that we are encouraging them. Hope you have a great day.